0: Greatness is more as understanding that your place in life, the only one who is great and the greatest of all is the creator of the universe.
1: Welcome to the Prophetic Voice podcast and welcome to our second episode. Today we're going to be talking about greatness and we are excited because we have a very special guest joining us in this session. But before we get there, in case you missed the first podcast, we did talk a lot about whether Christianity is still relevant. And I guess Simba, who's hosting with me today, I'm Eugenia, by the way, um, and I've got Simba with me.
2: Yes, I'm Simba. We did speak about the relevance of Christianity in modern times in the last episode, and Geshia shared this testimony that went on to prove that indeed Christianity is relevant in modern times. Uh, I know Geshia personally, but I didn't know uh, the the scope or the extent of his testimony. Um, And it proved that indeed there is such a thing as someone's greatness being unleashed, um, knowing that he went from that walk of um, living that life of um, doing drugs and being a party boy, not having meaning in his life, and then he transformed to be the man of purpose that we know him to be today. That went on to prove indeed that Christianity is relevant in modern times.
1: And just jumping off that, you know, uh, one of the things that came up was we talked about how there's a crisis of meaning in life. And um, something that came up was this idea of someone being great. And of course, today we have a special guest joining us, which is the great man himself, the visionary, the reason why this podcast is actually in existence. Um, He's known to many people by different affectionate names. Mm. To me, I call him Prophet Richard. I call him Papa sometimes. To other people, he's Pastor Richard, um, so many different things. He's a father, he's a mentor, he's a teacher, he's a leader, um, someone who's really inspiring. So, Prophet, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And I must say you guys are doing an amazing work. God bless you.
1: Thank you. Um, so just to kick off, I guess we'll just start by asking you some questions, you know, so that our podcast listeners will get a chance to know who you are. Mm. So I guess, wh- who are you? What brought you into ministry?
0: Okay. This is an interesting question. I would say I'm a child of God, first of all, and uh, I am passionate for the things of God. That was not the case some time ago. Uh, I remember after O-Level, E-Level, Uh, perhaps I would identify with what Gishia shared. Uh, We were doing our own things, and then God, in his infinite wisdom, called me, touched my life, and then I realized that what I used to call fun was actually no fun, but it was just uh, destructive. But the moment the Lord's grace began to be revealed to me, And I started wanting to know more of him, and then my life became purposeful. And so the moment I came to the truth, I decided to commit my life to the serving of God and using my testimony as encouraging others to also come to the saving grace. Because I've come to realize that life without Christ is not worth living.
1: And I guess uh, Simba, maybe you might have a question yes, here. Yes, I
2: did have a question. Um, so obviously what has brought us all together is the vision of RAM, uh, Richard Damoye Ministry. So at some sometime mm. along the journey, uh, your journey as a child of God and as a minister, you started RAM. So I guess we wanted to know how the vision of RAM came about. Okay.
0: I must say with the vision of RAM, it was... It has always been part of me. By the way, uh, the ram is just Richard Amway Ministries. So ministry is not something you desire or something you, you, you plan to do. But some way, somehow, it's embedded in your DNA by the creator of all things. So any time that particular voice, that DNA begins to speak, the word ministry is from the word minister, and to minister is to serve. So, anytime that voice begins to serve, you are in ministry. And so, though I did not go by the name, you know, there was no rich, I'm ministries, but wherever you find me serving that cause and for that purpose, I guess it was the same passion driven. And I must say, there wouldn't have been this without coming into uh, contact with a man. Because at times, most of us want to see God, but it's impossible. To know the full extent of the love of God, if you have not experienced the love of man. And so, for me, that voice that got me to focus was that of Prophet Victor Kusibuachin. And so, I got to serve him. I got to experience how he did things and what the Holy Spirit did through him. And whilst there, I got to serve as a A senior associate minister and through that I started what is called Rescue Missions Foundation and with the Rescue Missions Foundation I realized that the communities around us people were purposeless aimless and people were just doing anything anyway and I realized that without Christ the world around us are just we call them they are lost so if In your mind, you believe something is lost. The next thing you can do is to rescue. And so that informed the Rescue Mission Foundation. And I traveled under that banner for some time. And then later on, the Gospel Ministries concept came. And then the Richard Amoy Ministries was formalized. And so with the Richard Amoy Ministries, the premise or the driving force was, I believe with all my heart that trapped within every one of us, individuals, anybody created in the image of God, trapped within us are the seed of greatness. But the unfortunate and the, tra- uh, thing, uh, the tragedy is that not everybody knows it. So, my life purpose, our life purpose as a team, is to help people, number one, to discover that seed of greatness. And number two, to actually develop that seed of greatness so that that seed of greatness will be un- 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 unleashed. So those who used to be aimless, without aim, not knowing what life is about, will now begin to live purposefully.
1: That's, that's a very inspiring um, mm for, I guess, a pun playing on the words there. For me, there's always that question of what is greatness? Mm. Um, sometimes when we have conversations, it feels like it's something that's elusive, mm. much like in the same way we talk about purpose. So to you, what is greatness and why greatness?
0: Yes. Greatness, you see, when you look at it on the face value, it have a connotation of superiority. Mm-hmm. It talks about distinction. It talks about, you know, excellence and all that, but when you consider the word of God, which I believe is the ultimate revelation of truth, uh, there was an interesting time in Jesus' life. He was now wrestling with the idea that because of the incarnation, the God who is 100% God, the man, is wrestling with death and contemplating on it. And so he begins to go through how the whole thing will be unleashed. Because he was a master at wherever he was. He was never under pressure. So how is it possible for him to even die? So he realized that there is going to be a betrayer. So he begins to pick a conversation of that. And it was within that context of letting the 12 know that one of you who sit on my table is going to betray me. What an interesting conversation to have at the Last Supper. And so the disciples were wondering who would do that. And in that same line, that same being, they asked the question, who is the greatest among us? Mm. So what I find interesting is Jesus is talking about the betrayer, but the disciples are talking about greatness. And in their usage of greatness, they were talking about position. Mm. And then Jesus captured that moment to teach about greatness And he said, greatness, unlike the world, that greatness is about superiority, where you sit. It's more of a positional thing, an entitled thing, a place of privilege. But Jesus said, greatness is simply serving. Greatness is simply serving. And some time ago, when I was thinking about this particular submission, uh, after my early devotion and reflection, I came out with this and I, It captures for me greatness. I said greatness in its true essence is serving God as you serve your neighbor, your constituents, and your world with your gifts, talent, abilities entrusted to you. For me, that is greatness. So greatness is actually using your gift, your talent, your ability to serve God. And by serving God, you have to serve others. Because Jesus said that if you love me, you will love the one created in my image. So for me, that is greatness. Greatness is serving. Greatness is service. Wow.
2: That's powerful. So just to follow on from that concept of greatness being service, how do you actually practically get someone to find their place of service? You mentioned that it is about using your gifts, your talents that God has given you. So Um, If someone is asking, how do I know these gifts, these talents that uh, I'm supposed to use to serve my community, um, how do they do do that?
0: There are a number of ways. And one of the things after two decades of ministry and having the opportunity to serve others, watching others, bad, you know, people that at times you look at and they don't have any self-confidence. They don't believe they have nothing to offer. And then after one or two conversations, you get them to think, to reflect, and they realize that there is something in them, perhaps they have not given attention to. Mm. So once you begin to pay attention to your life, you see, we are living in a very noisy world, that the world is full of noises. There are a lot of distractions. And so people can be familiar with so many things except themselves. Mm. So the moment you become silent, and you become reflective, you realize that there is something about you. There is something that was placed in you before the beginning began. The first time God thought of you, there was a seed that came with you. And once you pay attention to that, yeah. then you discover the seed. But it gets interesting. Now, um, one of the things, but God, in His infinite wisdom, He told the first man that it is not good. He said it is not good for man to be alone so he will make a help meet for the man which means there is something that is lacking and the meat the, the person who have it when they come into your life they will also discover they lack something and they will have a need for that you are used to that you don't consider valuable so the moment others begin to have a need for that you take for granted You've discovered a gift.
1: That, and there are many yeah.
0: many ways you can do it, but for <laughs> the time being you know.
1: That's there's a lot to pick from from that. And I guess um I will pick on the idea of having quiet time mm. to get in touch with who you are. What like what does that mean? How do you get in touch with who you are? You know, we have... Currently in the world, you go for meditation or you go for retreats. Is that what you mean by, you know, get in touch with yourself? Like, what does, that, what does that mean to get in touch with yourself and to shut out the noise from your surroundings?
0: You see, one thing that... The interesting thing about this world is within every simplicity is complexity. And within every complexity is simplicity. So at times... it's easy and still not easy. The best thing I've found for me personally and others I've also spoken to is that when you begin to, we want to know us, but it's impossible to know us until we know him because God created us in his image. Now, the moment you begin to discover who God is, you begin to realize who you ought to be. Because most of the times we are living with the false us by, by the usage of the word false us. It is what others have made of us. And so we are answering to the wrong thing, which makes it impossible to get to know us. So the best thing to do is when you lose, use the lens of scripture, you reflect on what the Bible is proposing or saying about you, and you begin to concentrate on it. For instance, for us, for us believers, meditation is not the emptying of the mind, but the meditation is the filling of the mind with the word of God, and then murmuring on the word, reflecting on the word, and once you begin to reflect on the word, and you practice silence, you begin to see you discover the small, still voice. And so to To actually be silent is having time for yourself. Clear the busyness of this day. Choose your most, if you're a morning person, perhaps a few minutes in the morning. Before you step up, before the day begins, before you ever look at your phone or your, you know, Twitter and all these social media things, have time for you. Mm -hmm. Be the man in the mirror, to use that adage and begin to reflect through the lens of scripture, and uh, you discover
1: it. It's really good. I'll throw this back to you, Zimba. Yes. Um,
2: I have a question, uh, particularly in in regards to that. Mm -hmm. So you are a prophet, and you mentioned that you would need to give time to have um, access to that still small voice. So someone might be asking that, yes, I have done that. I've meditated. But sometimes it's hard to, to hear that voice. So as a prophet, Um, how do you use, is the relevance of the prophetic, the sense that you then amplify the voice of God, what someone could not hear? Uh, Maybe they were trying to hear or know the gifts that they have, but they could not do that that by themselves. Where does the prophet then come in to help in that process?
0: Yes, it's very uh, important. And one thing about being a prophet, perhaps I need to step a bit back. One thing about being a prophet is not the mandate of the prophet is not to hear for people okay yeah. mm-hmm. it is more than hearing for them but the ultimate one is to equip the people with the eyes to see and the ear to hear mm-hmm. because jesus said that they are blessed is the one who have ears and they hear mm-hmm. so which means there are people who have ears but they can't hear so the duty of the prophet is to equip the train to help others to hear and to see. And so as a prophet, most what we do is to make sure that by the inspiration of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. we are able to give directions. First of all, give vision or purpose. You let them know that when God thought of them, the first time he thought of them, he had purpose in his mind. Mm -hmm. And so... It is important to always get people to rally around your vision. Because until you have something to focus on, everything is interesting. And when everything is interesting, you don't have enough time with your 24 hours. But when you have a vision, number one, then you are living for something. So you need to, this thing works by faith. You need to, first of all, give that person, that voice, a benefit of doubt that perhaps since I've been with me for quite some time, let's say 15, 19, 20 years, and I've gone Mm -hmm. to school and I'm so distracted, why don't I pay attention for, let's say, uh, at least a week or two (laughs) and see what the Lord will make of. So there comes a point in time that learn to relinquish power, Mm -hmm. that I am willing to actually take a moment and then listen and then hear what is being said. And most of the time, what is said may not be new to you. Some way, somehow, there may be some aspirational things you've thought of, but you thought is too high a bar. Yeah. I will never match up to it. It only happens in my dream. Yeah. But guess what, with God, dreams are possible. Yeah. So first of all, give attention you give the vision, you also help them, give them some assignment with the word of God. So most of the time, instead of always hearing for people, give them you know, scriptures to read. And I have something that normally if somebody is to see me for any part of care, I'll give scriptures and prayer. I I don't give prayer points, I give prayer guidance. Right. So that it it forces you to actually engage with the test whatever you are giving rather than just giving everything to people because you are not then helping them but if you begin to shepherd them guide them and also where you need to you know talk to them about what they don't know so that becomes like the i i I want to use the right way that becomes something that will get them interested like if your name gets mentioned, if the course you did in school gets mentioned, then you are willing to give me attention. Yeah. So all those things are not the thing. They are to get your attention. Yeah. But unfortunately, the modern man is also interested in the fancy, yeah. not the substance. So the substantive is to get somebody to get a vision, yeah. and then help them develop. And so it means, a, 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 perhaps, to, to answer it in the simplest terms, it needs a, 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 an investment of time because you will not get it within short time. You need an investment of time and trust the process. And with the process, you get there.
1: Okay. I don't know if I've,
0: asked, <laughs> I've answered your question. <laughs>
1: That's, um, wow, there's a lot to pick in there. And what I'm hearing is that when it comes to purpose, when it comes to your greatness, when it comes to your calling... There's a commitment on your part that you have to make when it comes to the word of God and having a relationship with Jesus. And then the other part is there's a component where you cannot do it by yourself. Um, And you need to yield your power or some form of power to someone. So going off that idea of greatness is not just about you and you need people to usher you. In your journey, what have you found to be the most useful things? Um, and how did you discover those people that gave you that guidance and that ushered you into the into the purpose or the path that God wants you to be walking in?
0: Perhaps you need to come again with the last bit.
1: So how did you discover the people or know that this is the person that will help take me to that next level or this is the person that's going to bring out what God has put in me so that I can be a person that's living purposefully?
0: Yes. One thing I've come to realize is that there are no simple ways of discovering that. But I've come with the principle that in this world, if you are free to be used, you will never be used by God. So there comes a point that you have to come to a point to learn to trust the process. The the only way you can do that is to know, come to the conclusion that some way somehow God loves you. And by the because God loves you, people may not be, you know, trusting others or yielding power to others. Yeah. I think it's a strong word, can be a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Yeah. There is a connotation of fear especially with the media always talking about, you know, they are there to get you, to use you, to abuse you, to all that. But you also have to understand that every human development needed another human guidance. So even as parents, some may be educated themselves. And even those who are homeschooled, you still bring teachers in to help. So when you begin to understand that God in his infinite wisdom have always depended or designed growth to incorporate those who were once young, who have grown, you get to a point where you begin to trust others. Now, so what you do is, number one, learn to get to know people. Give people the benefit of doubt. Steady. Develop relationship. And every rule concerning, you know, mentorship and mentoring is applicable here. So there is a a point of yielding, submissiveness, ability to learn, adjusting, and and paying attention. So it's a complexity of things. But what I have found very relevant, especially in my relationship with others, is that I am not afraid to believe or to have faith in the process. Because whenever you walk with somebody, there is something on them that rub on you. And if you trust God and you believe in God, He will always make you find the right thing. And I don't know if I'm still...
1: Yes, yes, it's definitely answered the question. I don't know, Simba.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to take us back a little bit. Um, In terms of the greatness, I think you alluded to this before. How do you differentiate between the greatness that unbelievers are seeking for and the greatness in this context, uh, the context of a believer? What are the main differences uh, there? I, I know you mentioned that serving is one of them, but... Are there any other differences between the way that you're supposed to pursue greatness as a believer and the way that the world does it?
0: With the world, the world in a way, the, the world have a way of greatness is more of a positional thing. Okay. And greatness, you use greatness to acquire things. It's yeah. about prestige. Okay. It's about, you know, you as a person. But to the believer, greatness is more as understanding that your place in life, the only one who is great and the greatest of all is the creator of the universe. And so for us believers, we are just conduit and we are connecting to him and then his greatness flow through us. Okay. And so there is a sense of not that I look to me, but I look to him. And so whatever I am doing... I'm not doing for me or for the person, but I am doing for him. And so the whole, the, 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 the focus is different. For the Christian service, it's about him. Jesus said that whatever you do, do it as if you are doing it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For your reward comes for me. So when a, a Christian greatness is embedded in service, it's about servant leadership. It's about saying that, God, even as I have received, it is now time for me to give. And so you are part of a community that is dependent on his magnanimity, his, you know, his greatness. And then you are just reflecting the greatness. So you become like the moon that take advantage of the sun, absorb it, and you shine in darkness. So, most of the times, Christian service starts when darkness is most prevalent. Mm. So, anytime you find a place of challenge, it means you are discovering that your time is up. Anytime you discover that something is lacking, it means there is darkness there. And as a Christian, God is pointing to you because Christians are not there to point to the fault or the mistakes. But Christians are there to say that, okay, I've, I've seen something lacking in this community. I've seen this can be done. Mm-hmm. Who is it? I'm praying for somebody. So when you go into prayer, then you realize that you are the answer to the prayer you are praying. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. most of the times, <laughs> yeah. we are believing God to bring supermen, Whilst mm-hmm. God is talking to one. Yes. Yeah. Because he is the ultimate all. Mm-hmm. And anytime he brings something to your attention in terms of service... Whether in the service industry, in the, you know, uh, whether in the artistry or whatever vocation you find, mm. anytime you discover a limitation or a vacuum, it means God is calling you for something, yeah. but you just don't answer. There is also a training component to it.
1: And flowing on from that last point, uh, you actually preempted the next question that I had, which is about what's difficult about the journey to greatness and what are some of the hindrances or the barriers that stop people from actually realizing the gifts and the talents that God has given them to serve in the community, um, both in Christendom and outside Christendom.
0: If I understood you right, what... uh
1: what, What stops someone from realizing their greatness?
0: Okay. It's almost always we want to know what we are capable to do from A to Z because humans, we want to plan ahead. Nobody wants to embarrass themselves. And so the idea that why should I start something when I know within myself I'm struggling, anytime that thoughts come, is bound to stop you. Yeah. So uh, there is this adage, a common saying, I think they say it's a Chinese adage, that a journey of a thousand miles begins with one. Yeah. Because with our walk with God, whatever we do is spiritual. And the currency of the spirit is faith. Yeah. So faith demands that you may not see it all, but you believe faithful is see who is touching he also brings it to an end. So there must always be a starting point that just when God brings something into your idea, just say yes to it. Mm. Believe him and make a step. And then as you, the more you, 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 you do it and you avail yourself, the more it comes. And also one aspect of it is that gifting alone is not enough. Mm. You yeah. need to develop your gifts and your talents. Because without skill, confidence will not be generated. Without skill, confidence will not be generated. So if God place an idea in your heart, you just don't rush into it. You hold on a minute. You reflect on it. You look around. Mm -hmm. You look around. Are there some people who are doing it? Is there a need? For me to actually study. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. A good man who needed to be uh, you know, ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. That study there is not only scripture. Mm. But mentoring. Yeah. There are people who have done it before. It may be that that service is not even in need. But if you are to visit the writing of others. You, there is so much collective wisdom in community. Others are still doing it. Others are retired. People are not interested. So just pay attention. And that thing that you want to do, it will lead you to places and go through them will begin to teach you because most of the times every one of us want that confidence of saying that I was in my room and an angel came and he exposed <laughs> me and then he placed something yeah. in me yeah. but most of the times it, it does like not that. happen that, that happen way. Like that, no. The Bible said Jesus Christ had mm-hmm. to grow in stature, yeah. in wisdom yeah. before he had favor with God. But most of times we want the favor. The first favor brings you to salvation. Yeah. The grace brings you to salvation. But to grow in it, mm. you have to study. Yeah. Yeah. So, because the moment you pay attention and you add value to yourself, is very important. And perhaps uh, in saying that, the Bible become, you know, the is, for me, for me, is the greatest resources of all mm. times the Bible is the greatest resources it's actually it reveals the very nature of God what is permissible for us to know and thank God it's not everything we we, we know about God his ways are not our ways but what we need to know is provided for so when you pick scripture look for patterns Mm. and principles patterns are you know they are they, 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 they are models. And then anytime there is a pattern, then it means there must be imitation. So if you don't know how to do it, are there patterns there? Imitate it. Paul said, imitate, it, imitate me, even as I imitated Christ. And so they are, there is always a component of imitation. You know, Everybody wants to be an original, yeah. but originality comes From first of all, understanding Mm. and going by the precepts and the rules. And when you master what somebody's is somebody's baby, you are ready to be a
2: mother of your own.
0: (laughs) That's
1: good. So I might throw over to you for the last question Um, as we wrap up um, for our session today.
2: It's been really helpful. Um, We've spoken about developing your talents, your gifts. so my question was, how does the idea of character development, I think you just mentioned that the Bible lets you into access into the nature of God. How does the idea of developing who you really are, your character, how does that factor into this idea of greatness? Apart from just the gifts and the talents, how does the idea of character uh, factor into uh, it's,
0: greatness? It's, it's very important. Uh, I believe uh, our audience might have heard, and those of you here, you might have heard this saying that your gifts will take you to the top, but your character will maintain it, which means character is everything. Character is who you are when nobody is watching. But character is not something that comes by its own. Character demands intentionality. So as I mentioned, when you look into scripture, you have patterns and you have principles. And so character is living your life by convictions. The truths that actually comes through scripture and being loyal to those truths. Okay. So character will demand that I feel like doing this, but my belief system does not permit me to let me stick to this, you script. Yes. So this is why the Bible says Jesus is given to us as our pattern, yeah. our model and also principles. So if you study scriptures very well, there is what is called the Beatitude or the Sermon of the Mount. Mm -hmm. It's about the development of character. It's about knowing that in order for you to last long, the most important thing is about character development. And once you concentrate on wanting to be more like him, and I must say here that the Christian work, the work of faith, is so much of direction rather than perfection. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's about direction rather than perfection. And so in trying to develop your character, you, de- you recognize there are flaws in you. There are a lot of things, aspirational aspect of you and the real you. And so every now and then you de- you, you, you actually rely on the Holy Spirit leading. And people that God will surround you with, which will always remind you that you are not perfect. Yeah. And it, within that, growth comes. Yeah. And so, character is very important. But at the end of the day, we also have to rely on God's leading and His grace yeah. and believe God that as we begin to concentrate on Him, the more we spend time in Him, prayer, you know, fasting, reading of the scriptures meditation, the more we become like him. Uh, it was St. Augustine or one of the church, early church fathers who said that if you see God, I'm, I'm, I'm rendering it in my own words, if you see God, you become like God. But if you do not see him, God becomes like you. And so you don't want the God who conforms to your image, but you want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that everything that is not of God gives way to everything that is of God. And that is character or what I call the integrated life. Yeah.
1: Okay. Wow, it's been such a rich discussion that we've had. Um, and we certainly know that there will be someone out there who's going to benefit mm-hmm. from this. I know I have. And I actually can't wait to actually listen to the podcast myself and watch this over again. Um, just to soak it in um, and take in all the learning points that have come up. I guess in closing, do you have any, I guess, last thoughts based on the discussion we've had about greatness that you'd want to leave with our listeners or our viewers um, from today's session?
0: One thing I want our viewers to realize is that life, they say, is not fair. It will never give you what you hope or your aspirations. It only gives what you fight for. And the fight that we have to do is not of muscles, but it's of convictions. And so, pay attention. Have a space in your life for God. Know that this God who created you is a good God, and He created you to reflect Himself. And this is why I believe in people, no matter who you are, no matter what your story is. I believe. The geniusness of God, if there is any word like that, dictates that he doesn't make loses. And so some way, somehow, trapped within you is the seed of greatness. And if you will come on this journey with us, our life purpose is to help you discover that seed. And so for those of you who have discovered that seed, it is not enough. There is something you ought to know that you don't know yet. And there are a lot of well-intended, intention Christians who have tried practicing spirituality and for them it doesn't work. And because it doesn't work, they change it. And now they are living life based on their skill set. They do the things that they can do best. But listen to me. God did not call you to do the things you can do best. He called you to do the impossible. And the only way he demands the impossible from you is so that you have no choice but to rely on him. So before you go out there, try to build a solid relationship with God. And this is why the prophetic ministry is very needed in the church, that people have their own opinions of what they want to do, what they want to become. But have you considered what he destined you to do? And this is why we are in business. We are in ministry to serve you, to help you discover that which God mandated for you because I believe trapped within you is the seed of greatness. Your life may be trash, to use a loose word, but I believe, I, I, I cannot see the trash. I only see the diamond in you. I see the treasure. So partner with us, wherever you are, by listening, subscribing to this podcast, and sharing as we take you on the journey. And if you're already there, we thank God for your life, but you can still partner with us to share ideas with If there is something lacking in our presentation, we invite you to write to correct us. You can even rebuke us because we want to be the better version of us. Because I personally believe that God is up to something. And in this last day, he's using all kinds of people. And I believe that if there is anybody God is going to use, you will be looking at one in the mirror. May the Lord bless you. May he cause his face to shine over you. God bless you.
1: Thank you so much um, for joining us for the podcast today. Um, and Simba, if people want to find us online, where can they find us, um, including copies of the Prophetic Voice yes. magazine? Uh,
2: if people want to find us online, you can find us on all social media outlets. So Facebook, uh, we go by the name of Richard Amoye Ministries. We have an fa- uh, Instagram page by the same name. And prophet, uh, copies of the Prophetic Magazine are available every month. And they can be picked up from uh, church, 1-2-year-old, Park.
1: Perfect. Thank you, guys, there for joining.
2: Yes, there are soft copies, soft copies as well that are circulating uh, online. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Thank you, guys. Um, look out for the next podcast. We'll have something quite interesting happening again for the next episode. Okay.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you, you, Papa.